Hello, hello. Welcome to this week's episode of the Harder to Kill podcast. This week I have Gabe on with me. Hello. And we're just going to talk about um, probably some random stuff. Yeah, Gabe, sounds good. How's the open going for you? I'm uh, currently ranked 48,000th in the world. 48,000th? Yeah, something like that. Wow. There's like 100. How many people are, I don't know how many people are Mentor X. I don't either. I think I'm like 44 or 45,000. So that's where I'm standing right now. Oh, that's good. Um, I haven't I even looked up my rank. So <laughs> I yeah, have... so I'm doing pretty well. Probably, uh, I'm, I'm thinking of probably doing the qualifying. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I didn't really do that well overall in the first workout. I Yeah. So I'm in the 40 to 44 division. Mm-hmm. And I got about 75th percentile. So that's not super great for me, mm-hmm. which is weird because I think overall that maybe wouldn't have been a bad workout for me, but I was kind of annoyed with myself on that last like 90 seconds. I had like 90 seconds to do the dubs oh, to, right. to work on the 150 dubs. So mm-hmm. in theory, you can get 150 done in 90 seconds or so, oh, but yeah. I just let, my shoulders were just on fire. So I just kept stopping. And it oh, was just yeah. like, when you think about it in hindsight, you're like, oh, yeah. why did you need to stop that much? Just like <laughs> go, just like, cause you could have got a lot more dubs. You know what I mean? Like right. you can get a, it's a big bang for your buck. Like on mm-hmm. that part, if you're ending on that part, cause you can get 10 reps in five seconds or whatever. And so I was a little bit annoyed. I could have definitely got a few more, I should have been able to get like more dubs, right? But you know, in the end, it's just like it is what it is. You're also when you're looking back in retrospect, you're not feeling the same way you were. Oh, I know. Yeah, so it's easy to be like, it's easy to be that guy on the couch saying he should have gone faster to yourself. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, a typical. But that's that's the pull that mean. people have to redo it because they'll be like, right. oh. I'll just do more dubs. I mean, it almost never like turns out that way, but I didn't know. I guess there was a couple people that redid it last week. Yeah, I know. I Ke- heard Kevin, I know Kevin did. Yeah, but he did. he did a lot better, I think. Yeah, he must have. Yeah, he was in the round. Did you talk to him? He was in the middle of the 150 dubs, and then he got to the round of 21. He so got he must... two reps in the round of 21 for the um, wall walk up. So I guess I feel good. like it's one of those things where if you want to suffer through the round of 15 wall walk-ups again to get the dubs like no. you can but I just am like I just for me personally like that hurt I a lot of times it's hard for you to like replicate it you know? I know oh it's hard to replicate that the yeah. energy you have once it's fresh especially yeah. if you come in the evening and there's a lot of people um so I'm guessing Kevin probably did it in the morning on Monday too oh he? did he he must have because like once the deadline Oh, Monday night, but I, I don't know when he redid it. But um, I did it after the noon class on Friday, oh, and it was just me, Kyle, and Peyton in the gym, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it was, it was not... A little bit lower energy. It wasn't that fun. Yeah. Now that I think about it, Kevin actually did do it in the evening on Monday. Oh, he did? He, he said he did some uh, uh, performance work, and it was a lot of rowing, so he, he was like... Oh, yeah, up. I saw him at noon he on Friday. He was like Monday. warmed up. A lot more than he was on Friday when he Yeah, was yeah. Well, you know, sometimes there are very few times that I would say you should redo it. Yeah. But it's there are a couple of times. So, like, I don't know if you were 
just trying to get double unders and maybe your double unders didn't go very well, you could try it again to see if you could, you know, have like more of an on day with those. But mm. man, it, to me, it's kind of few and far between the reasons to redo it. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like the only reason I would is if I felt like I dogged it in some way. Which you're not going to on your yeah. first, are you? You're probably, probably gonna try not. your no. best. No, no, right. <laughs> right? Well, it's like on the wall walk-ups, like instead of, I got done with the set of 15 and then I literally had 10 seconds left to do dubs and I got 12. Yeah. I wonders, like, and even that felt long. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I can't imagine like having 90 seconds left to do dub wonders. Cause I was breaking up like the set of nine, well, yeah, it would've been the set of 90, no, was yeah. it like 20? No, no, it's 90. 90 to, okay, yeah. I went straight from 90 to 150. I broke up the set of 90. I broke so. up the set of 90 in like sets of 20 and 30 because like my shoulders were on fire. The I only reason it. I think I would have, I would have um, redone it is I have that slightly thicker rope that we sell at the counter. Uh -huh. I recently got that like that speed rope. skinnier one. That would be the only reason I would redo it. I wonder if that'll make a difference for you. Maybe. The only, re the only difference I think it would make is it'd be less weight on my shoulders and I it wouldn't burn as much, but I don't know, maybe it would burn just as much. Um, Cause my consistency with double unders isn't an issue. It's just like the shoulder fatigue. The shoulder get, fatigue, especially yeah. Especially when you pair it up with wall walk. -ups. Yeah, so I am wondering though, so since you are proficient at dubs, I am wondering if a skinnier rope won't make a little bit of a difference overall, especially in a workout Probably that will. has like 350 Literally, plus Literally, yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. <laughs> no, well, 300. It's like, yeah. It's probably more like 450 or something. For what? Like For 21.1? Yeah. It's 550 if you do them all. Okay, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah that's a I lot. I meant for most people, they were more in the 300 and some range because yeah, they didn't get that last 210. I was like, how many would I have done? I got. Well, 340 would be 550 minus 210. So you would have had to finish the whole 150. So you no. didn't actually get that many. No, I got the 10. I can't even remember the rest. It was, it was 10, 30, 60, 90. Yeah, that? yeah. So you did that many. 10, 30, 100, 190. 190, <laughs> 200. <laughs> Man, it feels like I should have done more. But it's crazy how much the reps rack up in the last two rounds. It feels like I've done way more than two. Rounds. Oh, I know. The annoying thing about the wall walk-ups too was they you didn't know how long to rest. I didn't. I mean, I just rested how much I needed. What to you rest. thought you needed to, but then it's like there was a couple times where I went a little sooner than I wanted to, thinking mm. like I'll just try this, and then I would almost fail the rep. Right. And then I would be yeah. like, okay, no, I have to rest a little longer. But then like, how many times did you rest a little too long? And it's just yeah, like, no. it just it became like super annoying. <laughs> yeah, I just. If you were doing this for a living, you probably would have maybe tested it not at full strength. So that you could maybe measure how many seconds in between each one right, like you needed yeah. to do. But I don't know, man. I just I don't know. I feel like I just rolled with it like, well, <laughs> yeah. I, can't, I can't do another rep until I until I wait a few seconds. That's what all of us did. I mean you just you know. <laughs> you, just do the, you just do the best you can and that's all you can do. And then this workout, the 21.2 which we're recording this on Friday at like 11. So yeah. some people have done the workout. Gabe and I haven't done it yet. I feel like I'm, I'm pretty 
positive I'll be able to finish this workout. Um, I haven't done it yet, actually. This I haven't is... done it ever, the workout before. No. Yeah. No. Well, we did it during quarantine last year, but you didn't have a box. So you were saying yeah, you just probably modified it somehow. I probably. I think I... Which, if you modified it to just, like, jump over the dumbbell, it's a way different. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be way different. But, I can't um, remember if that was the same workout or not. This will be my third time doing it, actually. <laughs> So the first time when I did 17.1 at the old gym, um, I had a super bad head cold until oh. so all the bending over was just like killing oh, me and I could barely semester. move. And Kyle, I waited all the way till like Sunday evening or like Sunday afternoon because it was just like, I got to see if I can feel better. But that cold was like super bad Friday, Saturday and Sunday, like those three days. And, um, mm -hmm. I remember Kyle came in to like judge me Sunday afternoon and I was like, I was so slow. I think uh -huh. he like fell asleep, like probably went and got a sandwich. Like, I don't know. He's <laughs> like, can you do, can you like move your body at all? <laughs> so it was just terrible. I don't even remember. I'd have to look it up. I don't think I got very far. I don't even know. I'm pretty sure I had the whole entire fifties left. Yeah. I don't even know if I made it to the forties. Like that's how bad it was. And yeah, um, I don't know how it's going to feel. I, I, I suspect it's probably going to feel worse than I expected to, but yeah, I don't know. I feel confident that I can. I it can sets in pretty hard towards that end of the forties. Oh, I had 40. Okay. Well, like, because then you have the 15 burpee box jumps, which by then are kind of taking you a while. Uh -huh. And then you have that whole set of 50 and very, mm -hmm. it's very mentally like, you're like, I'm really far away, you know, from right. like finishing. Yeah. Um, when really you're not. But yeah. Just, but it, it feels, so it gets kind of mentally grueling because actually it's, I've been surprised too, because, um, I've coached the 830 class and there was like, I don't know, 10 or 12 people that did the workout and, um, it is surprising how fast people get through like the first three sets yeah. and how long the second two or mm -hmm. those like last two sets like end up taking. Yeah. I might just go purposely slow on the first couple rounds and see if that pays off. So I'm guessing if anything, it's probably going to be more of like a gas feel. I know especially on... Like burpee box jump overs aren't too bad if you like pace them out, but like dumbbell snatch, like there's no advantage to not hang on to the thing and just do, you know, yeah. sets. I kind of went over with people how to adjust your pace, like how to slow down but stay mm -hmm. moving so that you can, because you will, if you set the thing down, you will definitely rest longer than you mm -hmm. would if you kind of just slowed your pace and like got maybe three or four reps in during that like rest right. time, but you yeah. like slowed down really hard. So it's definitely, you kind of do have to know yourself pretty well in this workout because it, what it does is since it's an ascending rep scheme is it like sucks you in. Yeah. You like go, you start out too hot, you know, oh, that's yeah. normally what happens to people on this. And then like the end, they're just like completely dead. So oh, yeah. there's definitely something to be said about, um, pacing it for sure. You need to pace it, but like you could probably pace it too slow and then not be able to make up cause you'll yeah. still be tired. Even if you pace it is a problem. You'll still need to take some sort of rest probably. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, this is not usually a super strong type of workout for me. Something where you need kind of a motor that you can just mm -hmm. keep going. It's just not yeah. like, it's not a super strong. So, I mean, I'll like slog through it and it'll be fine, but, um, I'm not terrible at dumbbell snatch. So yeah, I think for me, I'll 
probably just focus on slowing down my cycle time on the most natural yeah. on to it. Yeah. Trying not to push the pace too much. Right, yeah. I just watched Spencer and Brock. They they got pretty good times. Um, Spencer, he looked like he was going at just a nice it kind of reminded me of you actually, just a yeah. nice <laughs> solid pace. I don't I mean, by the time he got to that fifty set of fifty, he was kind of breaking up his dumbbell snatch, but um but if you can go unbroken, probably like the 10 through 40 or probably... Yeah, I think he went pretty much unbroken. And then he was very smooth on his burpees. And he actually, I think he finished like 14.49. So yeah. he did pretty good. Yeah, no, I looked at this workout and I'm like, man, this... I just thought it was funny that like this workout had a 20-minute time cap. But the last one only had a 15-minute time cap. I don't think I would have wanted the last workout to have a 20-minute time cap. Though. Yeah. It just feels like last workout should take longer than this workout. Yeah, I think... For this workout, it is kind of annoying that it's a 20-minute time cap because, like... In terms of running heat, you mean? Well, that. <laughs> and just the fact that um, it's just it's a long, it's just a lot of suffering. Right, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, Sometimes you want that a lot more, kill. <laughs> uh -huh, and so a lot more percentage of the population will finish this workout right. with a 20-minute time cap. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Whereas I feel like a lot of open workouts, the time caps are aggressive. Oh, yeah. And, um, so a lot of times you're, you're know, when you go into it, you're not finishing it and you're just going for like reps or whatever. Right. But in this one, like that 20 minutes, like you push to like finish it now. And so it just, I think it hurts a little bit. Right. More. I know. It's like, there's no reason like a good, like say what the majority of people, a good, a good number of people. I don't know if it's majority. Like Brock Maybe asked me majority. that. He's like. Do you, do you think most people, I'm like, what do you mean by most people? And he's like, I mean a majority. And I was just like, man, I don't know about a majority yeah. of people. Keep in mind, majority could mean 51%. Yeah, so I'm like. <laughs> Let's say half. I'm not half honestly sure. I I did see when I was scrolling through Instagram this morning that um, they posted the stats. Somebody uh -huh. that I follow, I don't know if it's to be on the whiteboard or what, they posted yeah. the stats from 17.1, which I imagine people overall are going to be fitter right. this year than in 17.1. I mean, it's like five years ago or whatever when they did that. So, uh, um, yeah. but I can't remember if, I don't think it was 50%. I mean, I would say, especially like for my age group, like women's RX, it's probably going to be if you get under the time cap you'll probably be more in like the 75th percentile i would bet but i could be wrong about that wait so, the 75th percentile yeah to finish like that that would mean 75 percent of people would finish it no that would mean 25 percent of people finished it so if you finished it that wouldn't that put you in the 25th percentile then no so the better <laughs> The better you do, the higher the percentile you're in, meaning that... The, oh, okay, Yeah, so like, okay. it, it, it would mean I did better than 75% of the, of the field. Okay, I thought it was the other so way So I think finishing the workout for women's RX 40 to 44 will be will be around a 75th percentile. So top 25%. So I think you still have to kind of be in the top end of the fitness level to finish the workout RX. Yes, I do. I think that. Okay. For sure. We'll see. I, feel I, I think I feel confident. I men's RX, it's not going to be as impressive to just finish the workout, right? Mm -hmm. Like we've seen the elites, and there you can get around ten minutes. So right. probably to finish in that upper echelon, I mean, you're definitely going to need to be like probably sub fourteen minutes or so. Right. What uh, 
What time did you say Brock and Spencer finished? Oh gosh, Brock got, got like 14.03, I think. Okay. Spencer got like 14.49. <laughs> yeah. If I wanna, I'll probably finish around 17 minutes. I usually just take Brock's time and add three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually what it turns out to be. <laughs> I bet you'd be pretty close. I mean, yeah, 17 we'll minutes maybe. We'll just have to see. I think some guys in the morning maybe finished around there. I think Brady got 17, 16 yeah, or something. Yeah, that's probably where. So that's probably pretty good. When I did it by myself in my garage last year, I did finish it. I got like 19 minutes on the dot. So mm -hmm. I'm like, well, nice. I could probably at least finish it. So yeah, my goal is just to finish it. We'll see how it goes. I don't know what expectations to have for myself. Yeah. But I mean, this is my first time doing the full open. Yeah. Even though it's only three workouts this year. Well, but, it's still the full open. Right. Yeah. Five is definitely exhausting. I'm pretty excited that it's only three. I know, right? However, if you get in that top 10%, you might go ahead and do those qualifiers just yes. to do them. I don't know. <laughs> it's probably going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, how many qualifier, qualifying workouts are there? I really don't know. Is it another three? Or maybe right. it's just two so for a total. I honestly don't know what, the, what it is. I haven't looked it up, and I don't know if they've announced it for sure. Like how many Have, they're going to be? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't so awesome so your first open experience is going Full well for open, you yeah. so far yeah because yeah, you would randomly pop in and like do a workout <laughs> yeah 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 did you do that toast to bar one from a couple years ago i think i remember you doing toast to bar i did the thrusters and pull up one. Oh, you did that oh maybe i was that picturing you what was the what was the toast to bar one um so that's probably something i would have hopped in i don't know if you would have because it had squat cleans in it Oh, I remember. Did you doing, do that uh, one? Yeah, that was the same year, wasn't it? Yeah. Twenty nineteen. That was when they switched it from the fall. No, we did that one in the spring. The one I'm talking about. I don't remember what the toast to bar one. It used to be in the fall. It's always the in the spring. They did one year in the fall because remember we did two in twenty nineteen. Oh. The fall one was for twenty twenties, and so twenty twenty didn't actually have an open. So it's actually been like a year and a half since we've done an open. So it's um, been so it feels kind they were of. Weird. I thought they were gonna switch it to fall. It was just that year. Just that year. Oh. I think now it'll be the spring always because that's kind of the kickoff of the season, oh, okay. and then the season goes from like March until August instead of starting like in October and then going all the way till. Well, it ended up being like super long because of COVID last year, and it got pushed way I know, back. It's crazy. It's like we just yeah. and had basically we. They predicted COVID and had the open early. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right? Because that was technically the 2020 open. Yeah, open. yeah. So yeah. it was kind of crazy that that's how that went down. So anyway, um, do you want to talk a little bit about kind of some things we have in the works as far as our extra programs and oh, stuff yeah. like that? I think we should do that. Okay, cool. So I don't know if it's because Gabe and I are injury prone or what. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably. But Kyle and Peyton seem to do the nutrition stuff, and then like me and you are gonna kind of more on the injury. Do more on the injury. Side. It's not necessarily injury. I don't want to like say that it has to be an injury. Right. It could be any kind of like chronic thing, mm -hmm. imbalance. Um, what are the other things we talked about it being? Um, just any sort of strength discrepancy. So maybe you don't have an injury, but. There's something you'd like to improve, um, like let's say single leg strength. You know, we don't have like we don't have pistol squats very often in our programming or anything like that. But if you can, you know, 
squat, single leg in a very strong manner. Chances are you're going to be very strong in your back squat or your front squat or your overhead squat where you do use both legs. Well, the nice thing about training single leg strength too is you're training your balance and your core right. strength as yeah. well. And so it gets, it's a pretty big bang for your buck overall mm -hmm. to like train that for sure. Um, so I, I would say the other thing would be like, maybe you do have a past injury, like, you know, maybe you've had shoulder surgery before and you know, maybe it's been years or whatever and you do notice like a strength discrepancy in it and it mm -hmm. kind of can lead to like pain. Like sometimes maybe you'll have pain in your upper back or you'll have pain, you know, from just like compensating or just not being quite like as robust and strong, like on that side. Mm -hmm. So if you do a four to six week shoulder strengthening program, it'll work. It's kind of like similar to like single leg work. You'll do a lot of like single arm mm -hmm. dumbbell work, stuff like that. And it just helps overall like develop those smaller stabilizing muscles. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times you can kind of, I don't want to say cure, but basically like that pain will like go away. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy. Yeah. It just depends on the situation of the person, but I would say a lot of, well, I mean, even chronic, um, cases of pain, but we're kind of talking more like people who are just starting to experience like some nagging pain that's maybe been going on for a few weeks or someone's had an injury that they've recovered from and now they have like underlying like strength mm -hmm. discrepancies yeah, that they need to overcome. Yeah. Um, just strengthening the weak areas tends to help a lot. Now, if you're in the middle of dealing with a very chronic, um, you know, very chronic symptoms of pain that you've been dealing with like for months or maybe years and you haven't got it checked out yet, and you might need surgery then maybe maybe like a accessory program isn't going to be the fix but man it's so so what's so complicated about this stuff is that it's so person dependent oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. um a lot of times you know like me i'm more of in that chronic category i mean you were too like chronic oh, yeah. forever like how oh, long yeah. did you have your knee issue five freaking years like five bro, years of that yeah. yeah and so yeah. mine's like been five years of just back stuff and um you know it's possible maybe some sort of surgery i would need to have i don't know mm -hmm. i just know that i'd rather exhaust all other options before right. i would yeah. ever consider doing that because so like um i mean my brother had an actual like he actually like broke his back and so for that like they had to go in and do surgery and like take out some of the floating right. bones that were in there mm -hmm. so but he was in an accident so it's like okay that makes sense but for me i i didn't have any like acute like injury to where right. it like precipitated my back problems like mine comes from like chronic overuse and not addressing like any imbalances mm -hmm. and so over time what happens is your muscles just, I mean, to me, it seems mostly muscular. It could be also related to some sort of like degenerative disc, but like there's nothing they can do for that. Right. So yeah. I might as well just try to get as strong as I can and, and, you know, address that area also. So mine, the thing that the stuff that I'm doing couples 
targeting some of my you know weaker type areas but also avoiding some of the right. movements that bother me mm -hmm. and so I think a lot of times people do one or the other but if you do both I think you can see better results probably right. faster mm -hmm. um, but yeah I mean another problem with it being chronic is it's wrapped up a lot in your psyche and your all your emotions you know right. and so it's just it's so much harder to like unravel like chronic pain mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so like a four to six weeks program is probably not enough for someone in that situation right yeah and just for more context yeah. me and me, shannon and i are working on developing just some basic accessory programs for common injuries that um ailments yeah because <laughs> injuries kind of imply like some sort of like sudden traumatic event what we're talking about it could include that but we're also including like you know those more minor nagging pains that you might get during the course of your your fitness journey mm -hmm. um, but we're just working on some specific programs to address those specific areas that we think are common amongst our gym population so um, we have like a, a knee and hip program in the works Shannon's working on shoulder program, a back flexion program, because that tends to be common areas that we see people dealing with. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's what we're working on. We actually even have a few people that we're working with at the moment, just to mm -hmm. kind of like trial runs, just to see how it goes. Yeah, because we have if to learn how to use a new app. Right, we have to learn how to new, use a new app. We have to see if the programs that we're writing actually help. Yeah. And we need to build the systems for actually rolling people through it. So yeah. we're kind of doing like our, our clinical trials right yeah, now. Yeah, clinical trials. Is that the technical well, term, Gabe? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we're, I don't know if our uh, process is as technical. Sci yes. sci scientifically rigorous as the clinical, <laughs> technical clinical trial. Yeah, I mean, it. we're kind of taking our own experiences too and right. sort of rolling you know taking that into consideration basically right like our own experiences of overcoming and working working through our, our symptoms and i mean and just knowing in the end if you right. were to decide to be like you know reach out to one of us and be like hey i really want to do one of these programs even if you go through the program you're not going to get more hurt by it what's right. going to happen is you'll at least get stronger in the areas that you train. Mm -hmm. It just might not be the, the fix for your specific problem. Right, yeah. But yeah. It, it would be something like a low-hanging fruit, something kind of easy to try, because the, the program that you would do, it would be like, what, probably like four days a week game, like three accessory movements? Four days a week, three movements. Probably should only take about 20 minutes extra per day. Yeah. Um, and then we're we're planning on making them four to six weeks. Four to six weeks, or maybe you could run through it twice in a row, or something like that. Like mm -hmm. with doing a little progression with it, maybe like upping your weights or your reps or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, to like run through it a second time. Um, yeah, because I, I would say with my stuff, it for me it took me about three months before I really started to like feel some relief from my back. Mm -hmm. So it really just is going to be person dependent, person dependent on that. I've done programs like this too for my shoulder 
and I, my shoulder recovers a lot faster for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, smaller muscle group. Yeah, and it's just not as, it's not as chronic and wrapped it up in my happened. life. <laughs> yeah. You haven't been like dealing with that as long. Well, the thing probably. I was saying too, like about a shoulder or even like a knee, I think a shoulder is probably a little easier than knee, but like it's, it's easy to rest your, it's a lot easier to rest your shoulder mm -hmm. than it is your back, I feel like. Right, because especially in training, but also in pretty much everything we do. The the core is pretty much involved in everything. And like, you don't really realize it. I know um, Don and Sarah Bishop, Don was talking to me about it one time. Sarah had a surgery and basically cut all the way around her waist. Yeah. And you just made the comment that you don't really realize how much your your core is involved until you have something like that. Yeah. So just like imagine having like been cut all the way around your waist. Yeah. And then you like all you do is try to like she he mentioned that she would get pain just from like picking up a pillow, right? Just like mm -hmm. everything you do, your core yeah. is like working to like keep you stable and. Man, that, that makes me think of another program to do because, like, <laughs> thinking about, like, somebody postpartum. Yeah. Um, your core is like a wreck, you know, from uh -huh. that. And it really does take quite a lot of time to kind of build that up. And if you do it on purpose, then I think you probably will avoid future it back problems mm -hmm. and future ish issues if you purposely. I mean, your body does go through the healing process, like, after yeah. you have your baby and all that stuff. But you can help yourself out a lot by purposely doing things to recover from that because you can recover better and faster. And like, we all know that that's true. Yeah. yeah. If you, you know. There's definitely things you can do to help yourself. So postpartum protection plan is fine. There you go. Protection plan. That's what oh, we're that's calling the, it. I know. We, we, we've been tossing around ideas. And we, I don't know. I like that. I really like the idea of like protection Okay, you came up with that. Um, I'm also thinking of like just a general purpose one where like maybe you don't have an acute like acute symptoms going on but you just want to like kind of like cover your bases yeah or we would like to shoulder knee hip core, yeah that stuff that's something i was thinking about too so we'll probably 100 there's programs called like bulletproof your shoulders like things yeah. like that they kind of help you be like okay well maybe i'm interested in injury prevention right well this uh, would just be bulletproof your entire body yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's the idea, but yeah, this is probably something. Become we'll be bionic. <laughs> right, yeah, we'll be we'll be building off. So, um, the reason why you can totally just come to class, you know, and do your workouts four days a week. Um, so, like, why would you need accessory programs like this? And I mean, the overall answer is you don't need them. It just depends on what your goals are and kind of what if you're going through anything, any source of like aches and pains. Right. Part of it depends on like where you're coming from when you start, right? Because you might come, you might start your finished journey from a place of already having symptoms. Yeah. Symptoms. Also, we say this a lot, you know, you pretty much avoid any injury, like any injury if you just choose an appropriate stimulus. Um, that's obviously easier said than done, right? Like, well, yeah. if you if you pick the stimulus, if you pick the exact workload that's perfect for you in every every single workout and scenario, 
you'll never have an injury. That be <laughs> Obviously you can tell that's like not gonna happen. Uh, there's gonna be times where you overdo it. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it you, you can't be right every single time. Yeah. Um, you're gonna just not know. You're gonna be a little too gung-ho. Yeah. You might not be realistic with yourself. And there's gonna be a point where like, it's not, it's not usually not gonna be a sudden injury. It's gonna be over the course of a few weeks where you notice like some sort of pain creeping up and then you kind of know you overdid it. Yeah. And then at that point, you know, you have a couple of options, right? Like you can just obviously stay in class, you know, four to five times per week, whatever you're doing and just modify as needed. You know, maybe reduce the intensity or you modify movements that do cause you pain. Mm -hmm. and then maybe if it's, you know, a little bit further along, you would also add in, you know, some sort of accessory work that kind of helps strengthen up the area or at least keep blood flow in that area, yeah. the affected area. I would say the first thing you should do is look at your training stimulus. Am I doing too much? If yes, modify it see how that feels. If it's not helping or you feel like you could get more help, then we would go to an accessory yeah. program. I think also you need to take into consideration your recovery. So when you're saying you're doing too much, like right, are you doing too recovery. much for the amount of recovery that you're allowing yourself to get? So if, um, if you're not taking any days off or if you never right. back off, if every single day you're like pushing your limits, um, probably going to lead to some sort of pain, injury type situation. So um, taking into consideration and being um, honest with yourself. So uh, just like what we talked about last week, you know, about that self-reflection. So another part of my program that I'm on with Active Life is they have like lifestyle check-ins and things like that because if I'm not sleeping enough or if I'm not drinking enough water or if I'm drinking too much alcohol or if, um, I'm not eating clean enough if I'm doing other things that are going to sabotage my recovery. So the right. best possible way for you to recover is to make sure you're getting all the sleep you need, that you're eating well and getting all of the your nutrients and protein and all the stuff that you need from there. And um, you're also, what was number three? No, I lost my said water, that. sleep, alcohol. Yeah, um, so it's just like, it's just being honest with your, your overall life. So the best way to recovery is to avoid the avoid doing the, the, the things that hurt you, right. right? Like avoid doing those. And, but I know that we laugh about it, but it's so much easy, it's so much harder to do when you're like, well, it won't hurt that bad. I'll just go ahead and do right. these heavy deadlifts when it's like, you should have not done that. And if you backed off on that for like a month, and you could still do deadlifts, but just not, you would stay exactly. under a certain threshold. Right, yeah. It's tough because sometimes things can feel good and then you do something and then it feels good and then later it doesn't feel good. Right. <laughs> so like sometimes that pain sets in, you know. Later, like, yeah. Especially like, I remember I had this experience um, with my knee is I was, I was on like a straight up squat program and like my knee did not feel good, <laughs> but I would spend 15 to 20 minutes, which is ridiculous, warming up my knee. Yeah. Doing like wall sits and stuff like that. And 
it would feel okay enough to do squats, but then it wouldn't feel good afterwards, right? Yeah. So just be careful. Like sometimes I hear, hear people say like, I'll, I'll like check in on them as we're warming up in a classroom. Like, well, it's feeling better now that it's warmed up. Um, sometimes that's a-okay. Sometimes it's a red herring <laughs> and you're like, yeah. yeah, you're about to like get caught in a trap. Right? You can so, still do too much with it, even right, though like, yeah. cause my, my shoulder is a lot like that too. Like it feels stiff, you know, it can feel stiff and like shitty. And then once you warm up, it's like, it feels fine. You know what I mean? It definitely warming up for sure is important, but, mm -hmm. um, it can, it can, it can trick you a little bit. Right. Yeah. yeah so the human body is just like, can be so tricky because we just, our minds like tell us to do things we shouldn't do. And then our bodies just don't, can't keep up with us sometimes. And then, and then other times we're not being honest about like, okay, well I'm only sleeping like five hours a night and I have like three drinks before I go to bed. And it's just like, I mean, that's all fine, but that's not going to really help you like recover. So this, this whole thing is just kind of wrapped around like, what are your actual like goals? Where would you, where do you see yourself in three months? You know, like, mm -hmm. am I doing things to get me towards this goal or, or am I not? And so my goal just finally became to be a pain-free person. And <laughs> right, in order yeah. to do that, I personally, at the point that I'm at, I have to make some sacrifices. I'm not happy about it, but I'm trying to be diligent about doing that. Um, and the other part of the program is the accountability that comes with it. And so that's um, why we have an app for it. So you won't just get this program and then you just do it on your own. You will do it on your own, but your coach will check in with you, talk to you about your problems, obstacles. Um, you know, if you're not recovering, if you're not getting your programming done, like those would be the type of things we'd like help you work through. Um, the app you can like send videos um it's a pretty like it's like a pretty nice software actually yeah one thing i wanted to touch on um you said your goal is to be like a pain-free person and I, I think that's pretty much everyone's goal like everyone wants to like obviously improve their performance and look better but as soon as you start dealing with the pain you're like oh this isn't good so i think everyone like actually like obviously everyone wants to be a pain-free person I think sometimes... Not everybody takes the steps to do it, though. Right. <laughs> I think people get caught in the trap of thinking that being pain-free and improving your health and fitness are two different things, right? Because sometimes we'll come in and, you know, maybe someone's dealing with an injury or something, mm -hmm. and they'll say, oh, I'm just going to come in and move today. Um, and sometimes you might you might think of like sometimes we use the word longevity in contrast with performance. Mm -hmm. um, if you lean too heavily in performance, that can sacrifice your longevity. But honestly, training in a way that's appropriate for you that reduces the likelihood of injury and pain is actually going to get you more fit and more healthy. Because you won't have the setbacks. Right, yeah, you'll be able to like, I mean, we say it all the time, <clears throat> consistency is key. Like what's the number, like one of the biggest reasons people aren't consistent is because pain, mm -hmm. right? Like if you don't have pain, you can train more consistently and yeah. then the more consistent you are, the more fit you're gonna get. Yeah, so for sure. don't get caught in the trap of thinking that training, like so as, 
I don't know how to word it, but like training smart isn't a step back. Like it's a step forward. Right. You're not yeah, I actually would say people's biggest obstacle though is um, their I'm, patience. Yeah, well that could be it too. I, I really do, just because you're always impatient to like be better than you are. And so anytime you have an injury or something that it, you feel like you know it's holding you back, right. and then you just get more impatient. That's true. And so it's That's really, really hard for people to be like, okay, I'm going to take six months right. and I'm going to completely overhaul and rehab my whatever, my back. At the expense of some of the things I want to get better at. And maybe one of the things, uh, this isn't me, but maybe I want to get two times my body weight deadlift. Right. Okay, well, that's a nice goal and all, but until I rehab my back, that's not really a reality. It's not really know, something right. I should work on. So if I'm going to be patient and actually get to my goals, what I would do is, is I would take a step back, I would rehab my back up until the point, and then I would... I would work on it over time right. and I would just increase that threshold over time. Uh -huh. Right? So you're, you scale back below your threshold and then you just get stronger and stronger and stronger mm -hmm. in those positions until you move your threshold right. up. You're just like constantly dipping your toes in the water. But like, I mean, that could take me two years. Right. Well, that sounds in that, that sounds like that immediately to the human brain is like, Oh, <laughs> right. I can't do that. You get an injury and then it's like, Oh, I need to reach this goal before this injury gets really bad. And then yeah. Goes, yeah. That's, then see, that's the trap you get caught in. Yeah. Um, but when you take a step back, like it'll, it'll decline your performance in the short term, but it will improve your performance. In the long term. I mean, I guess, well, and it depends on when you say performance. I mean, there's a lot of things you can get better at and do. Yeah. It depends on what you're surrounding an injury. Yeah. Like I would say, I would say probably if you're dealing with like a back injury or core injury, that's probably the hardest to work around just because it affects so many things. Um, it just, it's, it's pretty difficult. There's, there's, it's also yeah. easy to overdo it more right. often. And so that sucks, but it's like everything you do accrues fatigue in the core. Yeah. No matter what you do. I, I would say, um, I brought my pain threshold down quite a bit. And so, um, I've been less in less pain overall Good. and I'm able to do things that are okay. That don't like push me over the edge, mm -hmm. you know, like I just took a five day vacation normally. So one of the big things with my back is like sitting for long periods of time, just by, by the end of sitting in an uncomfortable chair or just the act of sitting for a long period of time, um, my back will just like throb, like, and just be in so, just like so awful. And so like, think about, um, going on a plane ride. So like an hour drive to the airport, like two and a half hour plane ride, then an hour drive in the car to get to where you're going. And then four days of drinking too much, sitting in restaurant chairs, bar chairs, <laughs> beach chairs, you know, all that, and then doing the same thing in reverse to get back home. Like, normally, it, I would just be, like, miserable through all of that. And, and I really did super good all the way until the very end of my plane ride on the way home and then my hour drive home from Cedar Rapids. That hour drive home from Cedar Rapids, I know that mentally I also was just ready to be home. And it probably comes out in my back pain because that's, like, a lot of times when you have chronic, like, your stress you know your mental stress like comes yeah. out in your pain right so like if you're like been dealing with back issues for a long time like you probably notice when you're more stressed get less sleep or you know things like that are going on in your life your back pain's probably worse 
Right. So I've been, I was pretty like impressed with how, well, how well finish. I made through it. So I just yeah. know that my, I just know that my pain threshold is definitely like a lot lower. You didn't have any issues or you got just like minor? It was just minor on just like the way home. I started to really feel it and oh, be yeah, like, I really okay. need to like get home so I can like relax and like get back to my routine, you know? Cause yeah. a lot of it kind of builds up for you too. I think when you have like chronic pain, you have like a lot of like, like a lot of, you have like a ball rolling downhill where like uh -huh. you have a lot of things that contribute to it. And if all those things are going wrong, you right, know, like yeah. if you're drinking too much, not sleeping a lot, life is stressful, like super busy, like not able mm -hmm. to relax. You just end up like, Ah. Yeah. yeah, I had that same issue with my knee. Like there'd be, like if I had to sit in a car for a long period of time, my knee would just be like throbbing. Mm -hmm. Like I couldn't get comfortable. I'd like yeah. try to like sit like, yeah. like lean back and like straighten out my leg or like go uh -huh. to the side and stuff. It'd just be like from the pressure of the sitting. Which <sighs> probably so like, ridiculous too. I know and annoying, but. <laughs> Anyway, so that's kind of the stuff we're working on. Um, it's kind of early in the works. We've only really been kind of working on it here the last like few weeks. Um, but it's definitely something we're looking to make available to people. So if you're interested, definitely reach out. And um, Gabe, you have anything else you want to say? Oh, put me on the waiting list. <laughs> <laughs> waiting list. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're still... We're going to run there. a pre-sale. Yeah, right, Code is yeah. going to be... We're just kind of getting everything sorted out at the moment. Um, I know quite a few months ago I mentioned something about an injury guide when I made that post um, on tips on how to like manage So we've, we've definitely put out tips and stuff before. Yeah, yeah. so like the, this is also going to be kind of tied in with like that injury guide, which... You have posted about that, Gabe, but maybe you could just like repost what you... Yeah. Posted before because I know you did a whole write up about it. I did a write up. When was that? It was a while ago. Six months? Probably six yeah, months. Yeah. Probably need and to. Then, like, I'm going to go more in depth and release an injury guide. Probably need to um, just put out a refresher on that. Yeah. Yeah. So, because that's. Or I can just release injury. Yeah. That's probably people's biggest um, disappointments, you know, is just being held back by, by injury. For the most part, say me not releasing the injury. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Gabe sure. is our biggest disappointment overall. Yeah, probably. That's probably not. <laughs> Disappointing it. in so many aspects. That's probably not wrong. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So, all right, cool. Well, uh, reach out if you have any questions about that, and we will see you in the gym. See ya.